above all things, he's good. And we believe and we receive what he is and what he is doing in us. Amen. How many of you know God is good even though we can't perceive it all the time? How many know even through your problems, he's good? How many know through your situations, he's still good? You know why? Because he's unchangeable. He's changed not. And because he changed not, it means that he's already provided a way that we can be overcomers all the time. Somebody say an overcomer all the time. Come on, that means you're going to learn how to overcome all the time. I'm not going to be some timey. I'm going to learn to overcome all the time. Uh, come on, what, what I'm called to, where I'm called to be, I'm, I'm called to become in alignment and expression and extension of all the time. Can you say amen? Tonight we're going to continue on our biblical mastery uh, discussion. Um, how many of you have been enjoying that, uh, the, the mastery course? Amen. We are in a, a series of training, um, and we made it and provided this class open to our um, our church family. So you are in actually a biblical mastery precepts class. Amen. Which means we are going to hit some areas that um, learning how to master communication with souls. Come on, we're going to learn how to communicate effectively as believers. We're going to identify why we're not getting a lot of times the inspiration of God in our um, communication uh, uh, um, uh, expressions. And God is trying to get us to a place of maturity so we can be entrusted with souls. How many want to be entrusted with some stuff? Glory to God. I don't want to just talk, but I want to be entrusted. I want to actually have the tools to do surgery. I don't want to just go in the room and I see the, the wound, but I can't do anything about it. How many of you know that's heart-wrenching? When you're going in surgery, but you can't do nothing about it because you don't have the tools to deal with it. One of the things and the hardest things as a minister is to have tools and see wounds that you only can do so much with. I'm saying something without saying something. This is why it, it, when you mature, it's not always that you're just trying to run after ministry. You learn how to even guard your own heart because you see so much and you'll have the tools for it, but not all the times you can do anything about it. But it's even more uh, grievous to actually be, see something and be right in the face of something that you should have the tools for. Are you supposed to or you could have the tools for and you don't? Come on, somebody. I, I don't know about you, but I want to be able to make sure that I'm engagement and I have the uh, catalytic, catalytic or uh, catalyst tools to engage any environment that God has given me the license to do. How many of you know it might not be someone else's fault uh, of their own, of your influence that you were called to, but it might be because I didn't have the tools to navigate the realm of what my influence is supposed to be. This is why the Bible tells us to uh, strive lawfully, build lawfully, because if I build on something that is not eternally standing, it will fall. Can you say amen? This is why don't ever, and I'm going to talk a little straight. I told you all this is mastery. This is why when don't try to do things unlawfully. People ask for help all the time. Are you hearing me? But the places that they want to keep their rebellion, listen to me. 
I can calculate that you will be back. It's not a guesstimate. So you might want to hold on to this. You might want to stay right because you're going to come back. It's not going to work. Why? The, the, the principles are broken. The recipe is not right. Are you catching it? I can't bake a cake with any recipe. It won't be a cake. It'll be something else. So I can tell by the recipe that you're using that you're not using the right recipe for the answer that you're trying to get. So there are things that you can identify that it will break. But when people are still in their own rebellion, they're not listening. Because I got to try my rebellion, my, my way, and, and, and instead of yielding to God's way. Can you say amen? How many know God is the way, the truth, and the life? Glory to God. That sounds so good. But what about, what about when your way is in the way? Wait, hold on now. You just said God is the way, the what? Hold on. Now, see, we like to say amen. And then, no, see, amen is good. But hold on. You just said he's the way. So if I need to find the way, guess who I find? Jesus. You just said he's the what? Truth. So when I need truth, guess who I need to? And you just said he's the light. So it's easy to say amen, but I don't mean that I'm going to trust it when it's time. How many of y'all want to trust it when it's time? <laughs> Come on, he's going to stand the test of time. The, the way, the truth, and the life will st stand the test of time. Can you say amen? So I want to go over a couple of things. I want to, number one, start out. We're going to start out in questions. Glory to God. I hope you came into the mind. Come on, you're in mastery. You're going to learn how to hold the spirit mind. You, you're going to learn how to stop having to get ready and be ready. Tell somebody, be ready. No, I got to get. No, you're going to learn how to be ready. You're an agent of change. You, you, live, you work for a government. You're always ready. This, your bag should be flipped out every time. Well, hold on. I'll, I'll show it just in a second. Let me go pray in the call. No, you, you, you're an agent of change. Glory to God. So I want to start out. We've been talking about the... And uh, the benefits of engaging mastery in the first session, we went through our first CD. We should have completed our first session in CD and we went through the benefits of engaging mastery. I want to ask a couple of people, what is the benefits of engaging mastery? What have you heard over the course of weeks that stood out to you of the benefits of engaging mastery? Just raise your hand and we'll, we'll take take turns here. Now, if you're in master class, I want you to say something. Glory to God. Off the top of your head, what, what do you what what comes to mind? Yes, ma'am. How to submit to, to God, um, to grow in Him, you have to submit. You have to depend on Him. Mm. Yes. And, and you learn to hold on. That's where I'm going to Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, so good. Yes, sir. Minister J. Ah. Say that again. Go a little deeper into that. Let me see that mic. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. 
Come on, one, go on, go a little bit deeper into that. I think about, um, I guess the best way to describe it is like a surgeon, you know, who has a set of tools. Okay. That you know, and the the tools are used. Um, they have a purpose for each tool, and if you don't know how to cut and open someone correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a process, there's a procedure, there's a there's a way to do it, and and you can open them up, but if you don't do it correctly, you can end up injuring them. Mm. If you don't know how to open them correctly and also close them correctly, amen. You know, to complete the process. So, in that whole procedure, there's a way to do that. There's order. There, there's steps. Right. And that's kind of like striving lawfully when you're dealing with souls. You can't just jump in and just throw throw the word at them, inspect them, hey, boom, 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 boom. You do this, do this, and throw scriptures at them. I've been guilty of that in the mm-hmm. past. But there's a way to do it, and, you know, and you have to be led by God and, you know, mastery. Of course, the, the, the course teaches you how to carefully open them up, deal with them where they need to, you know, be dealt with, and then mm-hmm. close them up and just help them grow and mature. Amen. So, so, Amen. So I, Thank you for that. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Yeah. Uh, you know, just meeting meeting individuals where they're at. Yes. Um, I will say, um, trying to think of an example here. Um, there's a way to go about doing everything. Right. There's a course of action and everything mm-hmm. uh, for instance with the school mm-hmm. you know even though you know a teacher may have all the answers and know where they're at um academically right. um putting out that same information to an individual say like a second grader right or a third grader right even though that knowledge is there and, you, and and your heart and your passion is there to give to right. this individual um too much to take in and not expounding on the right ways to go about doing it to someone with the capacity you know at second grader right we have to go That's about good. A, a way to 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 do those things right you know? so good thank you no that's awesome absolutely you you can't force feed and you can't over you can't overfeed and this is why it's important to to stay close to the spirit i'm guilty of that a lot of times because i love people Sometimes you love people, you want them to get it right away. And you don't care how many things you got across. No, I'm coming in your yard and I'm going to help you see this right now. But sometimes God has to be the uh, equalizer in our developing factors, how, how we're developing someone. Does that make sense? So, so good. Yes, sir. No, yes, ma'am. No, I was saying yes, sir to him. But yes, ma'am. I was closing it to yes, sir, and opening it, yes, ma'am. Um, Who are you talking to, Pastor? <laughs> About to get rough in here, glory. We in mastery. Um, you can only be, be manipulated to what you don't know what you have. Mm. The lack of mastery is what you is what the enemy is counting on to exploit your weakness. Mm. Mm. 
Mic drop. All right. The adversary is counting on your lack of mastery to exploit your weakness, which means he's, he's, he's going to exploit where you're not principled. He will exploit where you're not what? This is why when people don't like, see, God is waiting on you to learn how to have a principled conversation, a mature principled conversation. People don't realize when you're talking to someone who are who is uh, who who supposedly who can handle meat, who is mature in the things of God, they're usually having a, always a principal conversation. You don't know it, but they're actually going scripture on scripture in in their conversation. In their mind, they're going five scriptures ahead. They already they already down three scriptures. They're, they're principle in what they say. Everything they just said, they can break it down principle by principle, line upon. Precept upon, hear a little. Jesus said it twice in the scripture. If he said it twice, that means it's serious. But we're, God is training us to come out of our own security in our own words and what we think. Unsubmitted to the precepts of the word of God. Does that make sense? And this is why a lot of times when things are going wrong or, or in relationship or relational context, when you mature, you learn to look at the precepts that you're not submitted to, not the ones that they're not. Uh-oh, I'm starting. Y'all ready tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. You learn to look at what you're not submitted to because when you get submitted, you're not looking at them from the framework of their wrong. You're looking at them in the framework of what they don't understand by the word. So a principal person understands that Okay, I'm dealing with someone who don't understand the precepts that govern this area. So I can stop trying to uh, force arm them or force feed them to know my way. Know what that, you, you know why, why they don't understand. Rather, I can be skilled in how I communicate and help them to see him so they can see the point that's being taken. Does that make sense? So I wanted to start there for a second and just get that highlight, and we're going to go down and get into some stuff. Y'all ready tonight? Now, we already done put some time in, so we're going to hit it hard and quick. Glory to God. We're going to hit it what? All right, let's go. Page 10. I didn't feel to move from this page. Uh, page 10, and if you if you not don't have a book, uh, which, which you have to be in a mastery class to have that, I do have some of the notes here, and you can follow me along here. Amen? Now, page 10, we're talking about involving three categories of, uh, and uh, denominators of growth, effectively maturing souls. OK, somebody read verse, uh, excuse me, uh, read First Corinthians three, one through three for me real quick. First Corinthians three, three. First Corinthians three, one through three. Do you have um, is that King James? Uh huh. Thank you so much here. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And ye are yet carnal, for whereas 
be not carnal, but walk You can stop right there. Now, I want you to notice, thank you for stepping out and doing that here. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. We, we all took that, that trip. Now, now, look at what Paul is saying. Dear brothers and sisters, I wish uh, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would spiritual people, which means there is a level of knowledge that somebody has to have before I can even talk to you spiritually. There is a level that you have to have of knowledge before I can even talk to you on spiritual things. And our expectation matters because sometimes we're trying to have an expectation for people that can't handle spiritual things yet. Now, he just said, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people because you still what? Carnal, which means you still have a base carnal mind contentment. A carnal-based mind contentment. A base carnal mind content. You're content in a carnal-based mind. Does that make sense? And when somebody have a carnal-based mind contentment, they're not submitted to the same laws that you submit. You're striving lawfully. They're not worrying about your law. They're not submitted to the laws of God. They're not submitted there. So if we're trying to uh, 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 come into agreement into something, you are going to frustrate yourself every single time trying to give somebody something that they're not submitted to the same law. I'm saying a lot. Y'all hearing me tonight. You're going to frustrate yourself every single. Well, they should know that. Well, why are you doing all of that? You should have known what submission looks like. Because you submitted, right? Uh, all right, look. All right, y'all ready for tonight? You should know what submission looks like, right? So why did you expect them to get it right and unsubmit it? But you knew what submission looks like. Are y'all catching me here? You mad at them because they're not submitted. But you're mad because you know what submission looks like. We're going to get out of this class. I'm going to lock the door tonight. Ah, it has to be. Because if you were submitted in the way that you think you are, you wouldn't have even expected them to have to do what you thought they can do. Are y'all catching me? Because you're you're a master, you're a mastery of the level that you're mad at them about, you don't get it either. Oh Jesus, it's gonna be a long night. Are y'all catching me? See, this is why when 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 offense, Jesus said, watch your watch, watch, be careful how you're offended. This is what he was trying to help you understand. You will be offended. It's not that you won't, but what you're going to do with that offense is what matters. Sometimes it, it's going to hurt. I ain't going to say it's not going to hurt sometimes. Sometimes it catch you off guard. You trusted where you shouldn't have. You gave too much where you shouldn't have. And it's going to hurt. But how you respond is what matters. 
Because now I have to back up and say, wait, what, what have I entrusted that wasn't submitted to these lines of precepts? Are y'all catching? So in communication, we got to understand, and I'm going to talk a little quicker. Uh, uh, he, no, he said, I can't talk to your spiritual ba- uh, people because you are, uh, are, are still babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for until now you are not able to what? Which means when somebody have a what? Cornal base mind contentment, they're not able to receive what you're trying to get on that level. So the fact that you hold them in contempt, y'all hear me tonight, because this is gonna this is a big one. The fact that you hold them in contempt where they was not submitted and you can't be submitted because you wouldn't have saw that they were submitted. The fact that you hold them in contempt shows that you believe they should have got it without God. Oh. Ah, I can close down right there and y'all can study the rest for the next of the month. Are y'all catching it? Woo, I felt that one. Y'all, yeah. Glory to God. Uh, you, you see how this works? So how much God do you really trust in? Because you, you expect them to get it right unsubmitted to God. So you are supposed to be the light of the world that come with the language, the character, the conduct, and the communication that could be the bridge between hell and heaven. It can be the bridge between freedom and bondage. You are the bridge, but you're using what they did to you as a leverage of why they so wrong. Are y'all catching me? I'm going to step back. I think I'm in a little bit advanced mastery. <laughs> y'all pushing me tonight. Glory to God. I'm, I'm giving y'all some government of God stuff here. All right. So so I want you to understand this is what he's saying now. Uh, now we're dealing with being entrusted with souls. Okay. Because we're, we're talking about the categories of maturing of souls. All right. Now, I want you to understand now on your paper, if you have your book, you said mature Christians avoid the spirit of strife and contention by choosing to follow peace with all men as a life. We follow that as a what? Which means we don't leave any conversation without some kind of balance. You know why? It wasn't about what they did. It was about what God did. But see, you leave the conversation saying, well, they know what they did. <laughs> you know there was no balance in that conversation. You know this thing is still in strife. But in your mind, because you didn't give the leverage that you needed, you, 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 you're walking out. The Bible says, let, let me help this out. The Bible says, even if you're wrong, why not just be wronged? Why not just be what? Now, I don't know about you, this month, this year, the end of this year, and the beginning, even though it's been a big blessing, it's been a big challenge, too. Because we done had some stuff that, 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 that even my wife had to say, no, baby, let's just do it a little different. And we get, listen, I'm looking at, we getting cheated. And this is money coming out of my pocket. Not a little money. A lot of it. <laughs> But we're getting cheated. 
will being unlawfully used. Yet I have to submit to the word. Son, you you gonna let strife and tell you what? Son, you you gonna let that handle your day? Tell you what? Let it go. Cause at the end of the day, it, God is looking at you. That's more important than what I'm trying to do. Is that more important than what I? What you rather let? So you can show that you you got it. You ain't gonna be cheated, and you ain't gonna. Nobody going to handle you. Why not be just cheated? Lord Jesus. What church we come to today? (laughs) Pastor, I'm going to need some prayer on that one. (laughs) How many are understanding this? Because until you learn how to submit to some deeper levels of consecration and sight from God... When God looks at you are, are, are you are you knowing that he's calling to see if you're going to hold to the precept? He's looking to see if you are you going to hold to his line or are you going to hold to yours? Well, I hold to yours next week, God. How many years you done did that? Tell somebody not this year, not this year, glory to God. Come on, not this year. Come on, remember what you're saying now, not this year. <laughs> So I want you to understand, he said, I couldn't talk to you as uh, mature people, but I had to talk to you as babes in Christ because you could not handle certain levels of the word that are intertwined in line upon line and precept upon precept. And God is looking for believers to learn how to come into a mature conversation and stop being so babyfied in our own mind. How we handle church, how we handle leadership, how we handle the things of God. We handle it in a baby ramification. We're not ready. We're always needing to get ready. We're always needing somebody to build us up. We're always coming to eat, but never feeling anything. And God is looking at his, his church and saying, why do, why do I, and I'm not, I'm not against smoke machines, but why do I need a smoke machine when I'm trying to get the presence in the house? Why, why do we need to, to why do we need to, to entertain so much? I am so serious. Th- today's world, we gotta entertain you. you we won't keep you. Oh, you'll be sleeping a, a drop of the dime because we can't handle a mature conversation. Why? Because our ears are not open to them yet. And what your ear is not open to, it, it won't entertain you. It won't, it, it won't in, engage you. This is why Paul said, I don't, I don't speak from the wisdom of man. He kept saying that. I'm not trying to entertain you by the words of wisdom of man. He kept saying that. And, 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 and when you look at maturity, it's like we got to create a story to make you laugh first. Because if we had a principled message, (laughs) we couldn't keep our eyes open. Are y'all catching me? Now, why is that when it's when we come into that message? That's when we get the real authority that we need to overcome. Somebody say authority. See, we've learned dynamic-based teaching, dynamic-based uh, movement. Uh, in the end of the video, he talked about the dynamics and real authority. 
we have learned dynamics, but we have not learned real authority. Because when you come into real authority, you don't need the dynamics. Are y'all hearing me? This is why some of you, let, let me ask you this question. Let me show you, uh, let me give you an example. Some of you, since coming to this ministry, let me ask you, some of the old friends you used to hang around with, are you judging the little better? Are you gauging? Is something in you saying, man, I used to think this was cool, but now it's like a little. Are, are some of you now, you, you listen to certain messages, it used to move, and you'd be like, man, this is deep. But now you listen and say, oh, this is candy land. Now, what was the difference? One day, see, you used to have a ear for dynamics. Now you're having an ear for authority. Because you, if you can feed on dynamics in Candyland all day, but you will never come into real divine authority. Because dynamic teaching only keeps you encouraged. Authoritative teaching keeps you empowered because it's going to challenge you where you're unsubmitted. I'm going to say that again. Authoritative teaching is going to challenge you where you're unsub unsubmitted. But until we can get to a people, a church where it can handle precept upon precept, line upon line, we got to use dynamics to at least catch your ear for the service, to at least encourage you enough to maybe get a seed of some kind of authority in you. Service to this, and it's to that, and then and who it is. And he didn't say it like that, and it wasn't like that, and he didn't joke like that, and he didn't look like that. And Paul, like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I came to you in trembling and weakness. I came in trembling and what a pastor came in here. Oh, I'm tired, y'all. I've been working for the Lord. I, Paul, I came to you in trembling and in weakness so that when I preach the gospel, you're not believing in the wisdom of man. You're not believing in my nice suit and my nice look and how I'm presenting. and oh my, You're not believing in that. You're believing in the power of God because how in the world he's that powerful and he's that weak? Are y'all catching this? This is why we got to get this, this, this carnal-based church thinking out of our brain, our systems. Because we have it just so, so set up where it doesn't look like the hospital. It doesn't. When you go to the hospital, you tell them, look, you're walking in there all kind of socket ways. You ain't mad because you had a place where they're supposed to fix you. But Jesus called the church the hospital. People don't walk like that. They'll wrap it up, hide it, and everything. How you doing? Underneath is broken. How you doing? Oh, we good. We blessed. What I'm trying to help you understand that God is trying to get us to a place where we can come show the grace that we're living from, not our own strength. Somebody says, by his grace. I'm still on the first scripture. Lord Jesus. So I want you to understand that God is trying to grow you. Somebody say grow me. So the first dimension is growth. We have to grow. We have to mature. Mature Christians avoid the spirit of strife and contention by choosing to follow peace with all men as a lifestyle. 
which means I have to make sure that I am following peace and I am approved in how I'm using my words wisely. Your words are not only temporal, your words are eternal. Somebody say, my words are eternal. Which means whatever you say is not going to die unless you have another word to override it. The words that you say are eternally binding. They're what? They're eternally binding. So when you put something out there, you don't just, this is why you got to be careful with your words. But when your words are carnally construed, this is where you have to understand that this, uh, either yourself or the person you're talking to has a carnal-based contentment. Because you do it so loosely. You use your words so loosely. It doesn't matter to you. Are y'all catching me? Now, the question is, why do you keep getting hurt by the same person? Maybe I should have said that a little nicer. Why you keep entrusting where they're not principled? That went down just a little better. They got it wrong the first time. They got it wrong the second time. But wrong it according to what? Are you testing? Oh, see, let's back up. Because we don't judge nobody. Somebody say precept. Oh, Lord. Oh, you don't, you, it's not good to judge. I ain't judging you because you ain't judging me. And judge. The Bible says, y'all ready for the, what the Bible said? Because you're supposed to be submitted. This is mastery in biblical what? Precepts. So the precept said that don't judge, watch this, according to the flesh. But those who are spiritual judge how many things? So you don't judge according to the. Now, this is interesting because he also said you don't have no. Watch this. Why judge the world? They're already in God. Watch this. God judges them. But when you come into the kingdom of God, now you are going, supposed to be judged, tested. Well, you can test me. Let's go. You got it, right? You're doing it, right? Why are we afraid of testing if we got it? You can shoot the shot? Yeah, man. I've been a pastor. I've been a minister for 10 years. I got it down. All right, I want you to come meet me Thursday and we're going to talk. Huh? Wait, what? We'll talk about what? We're just going to talk. <laughs> we're going to have a conversation about your days, who you are, your family, how are they. We're going to have a conversation about where you are, how much you can hold. Well, I, you know, I've been in ministry for 10 years. You didn't hear me? But if you've been hitting it all, you've been banking it, right? Yeah. Well, you, that, there's no problem just to bank it then. Come on and bank it down. Are y'all catching me? See, the problem is we, we allow our misapplication of certain things to be our default and cover 
Let me say it a different way. We like to cover what into what we don't know. And a mature believer is not trying to test you for perfection. This is where we get it wrong. See, we think that we're getting tested for perfection. That is not what you're getting tested for. You're getting tested as if you understand how to strive lawfully and how much of that. Are you principled? Are you, are you consistent in your communication? Are you consistent in your character? It might not be all good with your wife, all good with your family, all good with your children. But at least do you, watch this. Do you have, uh, do you have peace at least? Are you, I'm, I'm talking about real peace. Is there understanding? Are y'all catching me? Let me ask you, what is the fear of getting submitted to where you get all those things if you're trying to go do ministry? You're trying to teach the stuff, but you don't want to submit to the stuff that you want to teach. And we don't realize that this is the basis of the adversary. He loves that because he knows he's going to use the cracks to masquerade the misapplication of principles when he starts, when that person starts to teach. This is why, can I be honest with you? Most of the issues real believers deal with in counseling and stuff is, is actually overdoing what somebody else already did. Let me explain. They've been to three other counselors in the church. But because there was misapplication in principle, you have to dismantle that with the precepts and remantle it with the precepts. Are y'all catching me? So you have to realize that God is trying to see if you can hold on to what he is saying before moving to what you're thinking or your emotional discomfort. Somebody say, hold on to a precept. What is the precept? The word of God. Principles of the word of God. The precept. The Bible says we, we, we teach line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. This is mastery in biblical precepts. Can you master the word? Can you hold to the word of God even when you don't feel like it? Glory to God. All right. Now, I, I want this is one, one thing I want to continue down this road. And this is why you have to make sure that you are mature in how you're communicating. This is why sometimes when you are not realizing uh, 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 how you're communicating or either you're trying to give something to someone or you're trying to get something done with someone, you could push somebody beyond their mental threshold. Somebody say mental threshold. For example... I might be with somebody that has a 30% mental threshold. So I can't be around someone with problems because that threshold is only at 30%. They can only handle so much. So I can't tell them to go walk this person through a process because their threshold is at what? So as soon as something go down, I better be prepared. Something about to go loose. It's about to get crazy because their threshold is at 30%. That's all they can handle. Don't give them more than that. 
and some at 50. No, they can handle a little more. They're all right. Talk to so-and-so. But they talked to so-and-so, and the 56% none got hit. Now they out. Tell somebody, come on, I'm growing in my threshold. Y'all looking like, yo, what's my threshold? Glory to God. What's my threshold? Yeah, because you want to deal with souls, but you got to understand souls come with stuff. It's... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to recover sight to the blind, heal the brokenhearted, set captives. Do you know how to deal with a captive? Or is your threshold at 40%? And as soon as they hit that 40%, woo! Pastor, I can't deal with this one. Mm. My threat, come on. See, you, you, and then you come and tell me about them threshold. <laughs> oh, Lord, let me stay on, let me stay. See, Pastor, I'm trying to stay. <laughs> you know they crazy. Really? And you ain't, huh? <laughs> No, I'm crazy. Watch this. But I'm a little crazy. They a lot crazy. <laughs> Y'all know how we do. Now we judge the level of sin. They got a little. Well, I got a little sin, but they got a lot of sin. So now we judge the law with the law and nobody's winning. Are y'all catching me? So God is looking at it. Can you handle some stuff? Do you know how to handle a captive? Could it be that they're wiggling, they're wiggling and, and breaking loose and doing all that stuff because they're captives? Or you're looking at them and they don't want Jesus. I knew they didn't want it. I didn't, I, I didn't tell I didn't teach them like that. I didn't want them like that. See, you don't realize that something in you needs justification of what you've already approved. Rather than submitting to the precepts of God and saying, okay, what is really going on behind the scenes here? We don't fight against flesh and we don't fight against flesh and so why are you acting like flesh and blood is fighting you? Are y'all catching me? So. I want you to understand. Let's go down. Uh, so we need to be developed. Somebody say developed. We must be developed. Oh, I'm not getting off the mental threshold just yet. How many of y'all understand that? Come on. You, you got to understand this. You, you, you cannot allow, even in ministry, watch this. The problem has been we allow people in ministry beyond their mental threshold. Are y'all catching me? What is the danger of allowing somebody in ministry beyond their mental threshold? Come on, this is a class. Somebody raise your hand. Tell me what do you think is, is the danger of allowing somebody in ministry beyond their mental threshold? What are the dangers of that? Yes, sir. Ah, they can do what? Ah, they can injure souls. So good. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Uh, 
Yeah. 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 So good. Anybody else? These are good. Justification. That's good. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Oh, it, it could be pulpit or any ministry. Right. Taking on any ministerial. Right. 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 Yes. Yes. I'm listening to you. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It'd be draining. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Uh, go ahead. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, what? Thank you all for saying that. Now, what is the major thing that people deal with when they come to churches? Church hurt, trauma. Where did that come from? Immaturity. The lack of using the precepts. Are y'all catching me? You see how this is working? It's the lack of using the precepts. It's giving somebody power beyond their threshold. Do not lay hands on no man suddenly. Don't give nobody a mic suddenly. People leave all the time for that. Because at the last church, they've been there and they had the mic all the time. But it... Now, it's not a, listen to me, there's, the Bible says all are yours. Nobody is, this is not a competition against each other. Even though we strive, I'm not trying to look better than you. I want you to grow. I promise you, I wish you can preach. I'll take two weeks out and we go on a vacation. Please come on in this thing. Nobody's trying to take your shine, trust me. I'm trying to add some shine to you. The Lord tells somebody I need the shine. No, I'm not taking your shine, but I need you because you have to understand if I allow that. Now you gave somebody a prophetic voice word and now their their soul is damaged. Guess who? Guess who is responsible for that? Because I gave them license to power that they couldn't handle. 
So it's better to be safe than sorry. And I'm a little more lenient than my leader. A lot more. <laughs> I give y'all a pass on everything. I'm like, man, man, look. Are y'all catching me? But I understand why he's saying what he's saying, because we, we use it today. We act like grace is a game. We act like grace is a game, and it's not a game. God, listen, we preach the love of God. We preach the grace of God, but it's not a game. God cares about souls. This is a government, and God cares if you're either led or not. But somewhere in our doctrine, we've accepted this grace as it's masquerading as I don't have to be led, yet I have grace. And it's not true. Watch this. The Bible says, and I'm going to get you, honey. The Bible says, be careful, least the root of bitterness, watch this, cause you to fall from, you are saved by, Okay, so one save ain't always save ain't lie. It's a lie. So God is saying, I don't want you to take step backs. I want you to learn to take a step forward. We are the mediator from hell to heaven. The Bible says hell and enlarge its belly. Come on, we got people dying right now about to go somewhere they don't need to go. And we are the mediators, but we have to open our mouth. They might have could have heard it. This is about souls. This, what's on the line? But every day it's about my job and about my and about my and about my and about my and about my. And God is like, you're not principled. You're not holding to the word. You're not even praying to know if you have my mind today. You don't, you're not even conscious of my presence or my peace or my joy is with you. I might tell you in the store to prophesy to someone who is uh, uh, dealing with some kind of bondage. But you couldn't hear because you was in your days of, I'm not ready yet. Are y'all catching me? So Paul didn't want us to preach baby messages in man's wisdom because he he's saying you're missing it when we keep doing that we think we're actually giving you a greater expression of god it's actually a lie we're helping you understand how to trust in the flesh because it sounds good he's a good speaker what does a good speaker look like what does a good speaker look like Glory to God. See, this is not judgment on the one. This is saying, what do you what do you have an ear for? Amen. I'm sorry, hon. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. <laughs> Yeah. In an area that may be beyond the discipline of Yes. Which we can see in the world why parents harm their kids so they don't see them properly. And it's because really they, they don't have the discipline capacity. Right. Um, so good. And I'm listening. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. You may have a child who's very strong willed. Glory to God. <laughs> and if you're not committed to Christ, you can take it out on 
Yes. Even though that's how strong will was for their work in the kingdom. Right. Because we need strong will teaching. Yes. But if a parent doesn't discern that, yes. doesn't have the principles to up their capacity, they're going to miss it. Yes. And they're going to judge it for something wrong. Yes. That's good. Absolutely. Every time. This is why learning how to discipline in those areas is vital. It's not an option. It's vital. Okay. And so you're absolutely right. How many of you know you was a kid before? You know what's interesting? We, we don't develop the precepts for that level and it keep reproducing the same outcome. Y'all see what I'm saying? Nobody's focusing on the depths of that level. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, especially in a lot of our cultural, what we call our cultural churches, which I don't know is a cultural church. But we don't have the development tools for family. But we've been preached to real good. We know where Popeye is at on the way home. Two peaks and a coke. And, and we go home and kick our children around because we don't have the tools to navigate their mind or their heart or shepherd them. So we kill their spirit while we're trying to get the spirit. Oh, I see it all the time. And nobody addressing it. Because we come and get hit pastor, throw it down. And we don't realize why when they leave the house, they don't have no real commitment to God. There's no conviction towards God. Hopefully they can stay in Christ. Come on, you, look at the numbers. Look at the real numbers. It proves itself. Most children that leave the house, especially in college, they don't stay in Christ. There's no real conviction. It's like they have to relearn it. So the greatest masters that's supposed to be screwed deep on the pulpit Who's supposed to have the wisdom, knowledge, and be the influence of God to their children? How many heard me talk about the influence towards your children? Which means you better be the influence, at least they find another one. Come on, I don't know about you, I fight for influence. No, son, let me show you what, what God can do. See, this is why you got to start proving God to your children. Don't talk about it. Well, let me drag you to church. That's one step, yes. But the next step is you learning how to be the influence, which means, no, I'm going to grab your it before they grab it. Because in this family, we prove God. We, we don't just talk about him. No, if you want that, let me show you how to get it. If God said that, let me show you how I get it. And if I can't get it, I better be praying, Lord, you better prove this, boy. Come on. This is at your name. See, this is the problem. It's still at your namesake. Jesus said, you carry my name, so I'm doing it for my namesake. The problem is you still got your last name. So I'm like, Lord, no, you got to prove this to this little boy for your name's sake. I'm going to stand on your word. I'm going to hold the precept, but you're going to prove to them what you said. This is why we have to re realize what has really happened and the damage that has been done. We're not talking about Jesus. I'm correcting the church. I'm not worrying about the world. They're going to do that. That's what they do. That's what the world do. Well, you know the world. The world is going to be the world. But I thought you said that you came into Christ. 
So the damage has been done because we're so busy striving but not lawfully. You see how mastery plays a part? We're so busy doing the work, but how much carnage did you do it on your way? How many hearts did you break on your way to do your ministry? How much blood is on your hands doing your ministry? Are y'all catching me? So sometimes ministry is a cover-up for what we don't want know how to be. But if you're not a mature, principled believer and you're still a babe, watch this, language will always fool you of what someone is. Face value will always fool you what someone is. Are y'all catching me? Hallelujah. Hmm. How many of you getting that? Glory to God. See, see, this is serious. God wants to know, can you hold my word? My word is truth. My word is light. So if you're giving them the word, if the real thing is there, guess what? You will not be without. It will not break. The word of God is truth. It's light. It brings eternal value. Amen. All right. Second Timothy 316. Somebody read that for me. So the scripture has been given for by the inspiration. Somebody say by the inspiration. Let me give you a secret. I, when, I, I usually don't give my secrets, but I'm going to give you one. You will not keep a word that you're not inspired by. I'm going to say that again. You will not hold, hold a word that you're not inspired by. This is why God always wanted to inspire you of who he is. Watch this, because this is why he says, stir up your gift. What are you stirring up? You're stirring up who he is. What are you what, prayer? You're stirring up who he is, because when you become inspired, you're hungry to receive it. It can stick. This is why with your children, you like you, you give them a story and say, yeah, you know, and then they gave did and they did this and they say, really? And now you got their attention. They say, you know what? This these these vegetables, fried vegetables are good. The batter, it comes with nice, sweet somethings. And in them. The strength of vegetables. When you eat it. It will make you strong. And they say, really? I'll be strong? And they say, come on, give me some of that cabbage. Give me some of the, those greens. What caused them to take it in that, that matter rather than eat your vegetables? I'm just giving an example. <laughs> you eat them because I told you to eat them. But maybe your children will eat them, even though, watch this, their taste buds will switch when they understand the benefit. When you know the benefit, you're more engaged and liable to receiving what the benefit will give. How many of y'all like working out? Glory to God. You know what I'm trying to learn? How to get inspired to work out. Come on, somebody. Give God a hand clap. Yeah. Come on, if you're with me, God, I know, I know somebody in here. Glory to God. I need the word. But the problem, my, see, my problem, I like it. I can read it. I can look at it. I say, man, that's nice. Woo, that's a, woo, that's a word that, woo, 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 woo. And then they say, let's go, huh? Because I'm not inspired. 
But my man Nonzo up the street, he's like, hey, come on, man, two o'clock in the morning. Wait, hey, brother, I got four kids, man. What you talking about? But what I am inspired of, though, because I'll call him and be like, brother, you ready to pray at 1 p.m.? He's like, hey, man, you know I'm sleeping. I'm just... Don't tell him I said that. Yeah, I'm ready to pray, man. You know, he's like, no. See, I'm inspired because I see the benefit. Wherever you see the benefit, you're going to be in. So God didn't leave you without inspiration. The problem is Christians think we're supposed to serve him without it. So your words are not getting preeminent inspiration. So you want people to serve him by the law. You serve him because you're going to go to hell. How many of you know that Jesus never said that nobody's going to make it because they were scared of hell? Oh, y'all all right with this? I have not read in my Bible that you're going to make it to heaven because you were scared of hell. Which means sometimes the law will hold you long enough to learn the love of who he is. God don't take down some of the, well, I was like, listen, it, it's there. But learn how to, the love particle of it. So you're not forced because I was scared of hell and then I never got it. But I never really learned who he really was. To really come in to him. Because everything that God does wants to inspire you. This is what the church don't understand. That God wants to satisfy your soul because he knows if your soul is not fulfilled by him, you're going to use it for something else. You will prosper even as your. Oh, God don't want us to prosper. Ah. God looks at if you're not prospering, guess what? You can't be a good minister. But prospering looks different from everybody because some people are born to be a mortar. So what if that's your call? Oh, we going. Uh oh, are we in Bible class? Too? What if you was raised and that's prospering to you? How many of you know we have some of them? My call was to go die for Christ. The air just got a little lighter in here. I felt it. I, I was trying to suck up the last bit, Jamie. You know? Oh, yeah, this is real ministry. This is real submission. Are y'all catching me? So you have to understand what God is saying. And, and, and he wants to give you the best because he died for the best. I became poor that you may become rich. But it wasn't without your solical architecture. But it wasn't without your what? The architecture of your soul. Watch this. I didn't call it without that. So stop saying the world has this and their soul is not there. How can you know if, if something is of God? He said, I'll prosper you as your. So you should be leveled. Well, why they got that? Maybe. The carnage and the bloodshed that they did to get there. You don't want that. How many of you know you can live in a mansion, but if you, you're you not living your purpose, you're still not fulfilled? I don't know about you. We got a nice house, but without God, I, it, it feels like nothing. It, it, it doesn't fulfill you at all. Nice car. It won't fulfill you. I promise you. So you have to understand what God is really calling us to align with. Can you say amen? 
So we need development. Somebody say development. So when you develop, write this down. When you're in development, watch this. You understand that God holds the license. I'm going to show you how to write it down. I'm going to tell you what to write, how to write. Excuse me. Let me pull up my notes here. Because I want to share it in a way that you can write it down and get it. I want you to understand this. Watch this. You are not in charge of what God causes someone to hear about what you say. You are not in charge of what God causes someone to hear of what you say. You are not in charge of what? Of what God causes others to hear what you say. So when God gives you something to say, you're not in charge of how they understand it. Because God is the author of Revelation. So some might be like, ooh. Because God opened their heart to hear you. But some might be still on the fence. Are y'all catching me? But you're not in charge of what God, watch this, of what they heard you say. So you have to be aligned enough to stop being in so much pride because God is the opener of revelation. Who is the opener of revelation? So stop thinking that it was your words that will open it. No, it was God who is the licensor of revelation. This is why sometimes I'll say something you say, you thought it was just little. I'm like, hmm. I say, you all right? You caught something? Because you didn't realize that God opened their heart to receive something out of your lips. So you got to make sure that you're not trying to be in charge and know that God regulates revelation. Say that with me. God regulates revelation. And he regulates the interpretation of that revelation. Are y'all catching me? So this is why we must be skilled in our communication to stop. I, I, I really, I'm going to close with this. I, you know what? We're just going to, we, we're going to keep going. What, what I'm trying to get you to understand, believers, is you got to be wise and stop letting the adversary hijack the conversation. In most of our conversations, the adversary hijack it and you, you missed it. It's been hijacked. The, the adversary hijacks the conversation, and because we're not wise in how we handle souls, because we're not principled enough and deep enough, we don't realize that it was just hijacked. This is why when we got get off of, out of communication, it seemed like all hell broke loose. And no conversation was left with peace. It was just get back. And, and, and if we use our religious tone, watch this, God going to show them. Well, y'all got quiet on that. That's all right. Y'all still love me. God going to show them. But what about God showing me? Are y'all all right with this? Lord Jesus, I know. Angela, you got to pray longer. Come on, help me. <laughs> See, we qualify what we want out of communication. And if it doesn't look our way, 
but we're not interested in any other way. And God is saying, am I the regulator to your, your, your mouth or are you the regulator? And the only way I'm going to be the regulator of your mouth, if, you, if I'm the regulator of your heart. Because if I can't have your heart, I can't have your mouth. Because what I can speak to, I can speak through. But I can't see. But you, you're ignoring. You're, you're not interested in my word. Your day is not set up about. Your, it's not the preeminence of my presence for your day. You waiting to talk to me on Sunday when you suit up for ministry. Because you got to suit up, right? Rather than being what I called you to be, transformed. The problem, believers, with the word of God is we keep thinking the word is going to do something for us, then do something in us. But if they can do something in us first, by default, it will do something. Why? Because you have become it. So the longer you keep playing with the word to do something for you, then transform you, you're going to keep getting but not understanding. And with all that getting, get what? And if you keep not understanding, you're going to keep using the tools Bent. Do you know which tool to use in the right? Are you using the right tools for the right issue? This is why the church has to rise up even in academia. Are y'all catching me? This is why in academia, uh, you have to understand what God is trying to bring to the fields of education. They can only go so far. Are y'all hearing me? I've heard professors. I looked at dissertations. Let me tell you something. They don't have all of it. I've looked at psychology. They don't have all of it. Are y'all catching me? I remember I was doing years ago, Uber or something. And I, was, I didn't know I was dropping somebody off to a psychologist or something. With 10 minutes of driving her, she got out the car and said, I don't think I need this. I didn't tell her not to go, but we had a little conversation. And the spirit of the Lord was in the car. And all of a sudden, something shifted. And she said, I don't think this is going to help me anymore. Because you have the preeminence in the lives of God's people. They are making money because money is the root of all evil. The love of it. Not money. You need money. Somebody say, I need money. But you know, but money don't lead you. Let me get that straight. Because some of them think we don't need it. That's a lie. He said the love of it. Don't love it. But you need it. Actually, money is the reason why people are not listening. Uh-oh. You know why they listen to the rappers? Because the rappers are feeding them. You know why they listen to the government? Because the government is feeding. I don't have no problem with it. But while the church was supposed to be the mediator, we broke busting his gusset telling God to take us to heaven. All right, let me back up out of here so I don't have to go fix nothing up. God 
is trying to get us to understand how to be skillful in our communication. Which means you, God wants to use your words to be the bridge for individuals to see who he is. And I have to be wise enough in communication that I'm not giving, I'm being temperate. I'm being temperate. What is my temperament when I'm dealing with souls? The Bible says all souls are mine. They're who? Oh, so you're just not talking to anybody. But you don't know what they did to me. You're not just talking to any. Well, you, you're not just talking to. God is looking at. Oh, so their rebellion is going to be your rebellion. Y'all both doing it wrong, so nobody's going to do it right. Are y'all catching me? It still won't fix it. So at this moment, you're just getting it out of your enjoyment. But that's not your enjoyment because that's not you. Glory to God. Are y'all catching me? So let's do it right by the word of God. Are y'all catching me? Stand to your feet if you can. How many are ready to build your mental threshold? Hallelujah. Come on. How many are you ready to build your mental threshold? How many are ready to take just a little more? You know why? Because I'm learning to lean on the grace of God. And, and you know why you don't give people without their expression of mental threshold? Because they haven't learned to lean on the grace of God. So I don't even want to give you language beyond your mental threshold. Are y'all hearing me? I don't want to give anyone language beyond their mental because they haven't learned to lean on the grace of God. When they're at the end of themselves, they're going to lean into their past. They're going to lean into your past. Uh-oh. They're going to tell you what you did. and They haven't learned to lean on the grace of God. Because they still need to show up in the conversation. Defend themselves. Not knowing that the only defense is supposed to be the grace of Almighty God. Can you say amen? I want to pray for you tonight. That you come into divine alignment. With your words, with your heart. Some of you have been praying, God, I need you to fix this. I need you to fix this. But I sense the spirit of the Lord is saying, if I can fix you. I'm going to help you to interpret. How to use words. That are from on high. And when you put them in my hands, I know what to do with them. Come on, there's a way to put them in my hands. Don't just tell me you gave them to me. That's not how that works. If you gave them to me, why you still moved? If you gave them to me, why you still moved? I want to give you preeminence in your words. That when you speak, it imparts grace to the hearers. Not bitterness of what they did or did not do. Not bitterness of need and, 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 and anger and strife. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that we submit to your heart. Come on, lift your hands if you want to submit to his heart. Come on, God, I submit my heart. 
I submit my way. God, thank you for the tools that I can heal up the wounds. Even if I've caused harmage or if I've caused carnage, if I've caused some type of defilement, God, forgive me tonight. Forgive my words that I've spoken, God. Lord, I pray tonight that I want to align my will, my voice, my words with yours. So I submit my weakness for your strength. I submit the moment, God, where I want to defend myself, where I want to tell them about themselves. I submit the moment. Somebody tonight, submit the moment. Come on, you're going to learn how to submit some moments in your life. Where I used to be loose with my words, I'm going to submit the moment. I don't care if I got to remove myself and cry it out. I'm going to learn to submit the moment. And when I learn to submit the moment, I'm going to get your strength. Father, empower me. Empower us. That we may know your heart and your will. Forgive us, oh God. And forgive those. He said, forgive my debtors. Come on, can you pray that tonight? Forgive my debt and forgive my debtors. Come on, I got some debt out there. I, I can't act like I ain't got no debt out there. But God, you forgave my debts. So God, help me to forgive my debtors. Help me forgive my debtors. Help me to not be so needy that I cannot respond in love. I want to respond in peace. But the blood, the hurt, the pain, God, I got to learn to give it to you. My heart cry, God, I want to give it out. I give it to you tonight. We give it to you tonight. You are the one who gives wisdom. You give knowledge. You are the giver of all things. And Father, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will take the step higher. We will take the step forward. We will submit in this level. We will know who you called us to be. We know, God, that you have called us to be that mediator, that voice. Come on, I am. Somebody say, I am that person. Come on, I might have counted myself out, but tonight I am that person. Come on, I might have left it to somebody else, but tonight I am that person. Come on, I am the house. I am the temple of the living God. And anyone under this temple will get the preeminence of his grace, the preeminence of his love. I am that person. I couldn't find nobody, but I am that person. Because you are God, I am. My heart cry is to be found in you. My heart cry is to be found in you. You are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. Father, help us to make you our hiding place. Where we have no arms to go into, help us to make you our hiding place. 
When we have no one to talk to, help us to make you our hiding place. When we have no one to lean on, help us to make you our hiding place. We thank you for your grace and mercy, for your loving kindness and your love day by day. New mercies in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you love him, can you say amen? amen? I want you to make that your heart cry this week that God is your hiding place. Come on, I want to be found in him. How many of you know the safest places to be found in him? How many of you know when you don't want, know what to do, just be found in him? When you don't know how to feel, just be found in him. When you don't know what, come on, the next step, just be found in him. If you can submit yourself, submit your weakness into him, he will always strengthen you higher. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. I love you. Love you with God's grace. Um, remember Sunday service. Invite somebody out. Don't miss it. I love you all. Y'all have a great night. If you feel uh, led to give tithe. I don't know about you. I don't always have to feel led. But if you feel led, I got some led I can make you feel. If you feel led to give, you can give online or on the pulpit. Amen. Yes. And a reminder, financial fitness is now instead of the 9th on the 30th. We had a huge influx of people that wanted to attend. Amen. Um, verse both in person and virtually. So we needed to back it up just a couple of weeks so that we could get our virtual setup going. So Amen. it won't be this Saturday, but it will be on the 30th. Woohoo. Yes. So don't miss that. I love you all. We'll see you Sunday. Amen. Bless you.